Okay. <laughs> We're just gonna go. We're just gonna go. I'm jealous still of your sweater weather, mm. Micah. Yes. And it is officially, I mean, we're in November now. The, the days have gotten cold. The, uh, this morning, I got up at 5.30 to write, which is my habit. And I turned on the gas fireplace oh. and wrapped myself in a blanket oh, and lovely. drank my coffee while working. And that is, that's my dream. Yeah. I love my mornings that are cold in front of the fireplace. I won't love it in two months. I was going to say, dream on. That's like, I need that one day a year, maybe three, (laughs) three days a year. And I'm set. We had like a major rainstorm a couple, well, whenever this recorded a couple weeks ago, and it was so fun and cozy. And then the next week it was in the high eighties. And that's my, (laughs) that's what I prefer. Give me a cold day once, once a month, once every couple months. I do not want to be wearing a sweater right now. I'm just going to say it out loud. Don't, (laughs) don't hate and I'm not, so, so I'm there you go. sweating, kind of recording I got a little this. sweat. <laughs> and it's 9 a.m. <laughs> I'm about to crank the AC. I've oh, got bless. my heater blowing on my feet. Yes. Sweater weather. Sweater weather. Sweater weather. It's SNL. That yes. SNL. Sweater weather. Sweater weather. All right, you guys. Enough about that. Okay, we are enough here today to shout some worth and shift some narratives for people with Down syndrome. The three of us ladies, Micah, Mercedes, and I are answering a difficult question or discussing it. I like that we, that we even think we're answering anything ever. <laughs> we're going to talk about what if my child with Down syndrome can't. We just wrapped up Down, Down Syndrome Awareness Month and what if my kid with Down syndrome can't. And we'll tell you more about what brought this up, how we feel about it. So welcome to the Lucky Few Podcast. When you hear the term special needs planning, what comes to mind? If you're like most people, you probably envision paying an attorney a lot of money to set up a special needs trust for your child. That's because the traditional approach to special needs planning tells families to do two things. One, establish a trust and two, buy a life insurance policy to fund it in the future when you die. But is that version of planning enough to give you a true sense of security today? and complete peace of mind regarding your child's future. As a proud older brother of a younger sister with Down syndrome, Philip Clark didn't think so. That is why he founded Enable Special Needs Planning. His team of expert special needs consultants guide families step-by-step through the planning process and develop lifelong relationships to help them adjust over time as things change. If you want more from your planning experience, check out enablesnp.com. That's enablesnp, as in special needs planning.com. Okay, here we are. Halloween was yesterday. You guys, you want to know something that the school district finally did? This is the second year. Let's hear it. It is a teacher in service day the day after Halloween. (gasps) Genius. Brilliant. Finally, 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 someone made a good decision. Yeah. So we have no school. Is that the best? Yes. The best. And I got tickets to Disneyland. <laughs> so we'll see. 
we'll see because it's we're recording this a week in advance or so and maybe we'll be too tired and we won't go but maybe we won't because I also am I'm still all about like let's trick-or-treat before it gets dark because it's too scary for me once it's dark (laughs) we're still in that phase with the little guys we trick-or-treat until like probably like seven ish eight yeah that's late that's so late you guys are like we are we are just gonna be living on the edge i know that uh you guys know i've got the 14 and 11 year olds and they want to be with their new york friends for halloween night so we are are you going to new york we're taking the train into the city on Halloween. Gonna, on Halloween. We're going to trick or treat in Chelsea. Poor Ace is going to just be totally exhausted. But, uh, and Chelsea's supposed to be a riot during, <gasps> riot in the best way, yes. I think, during Halloween. So I'm sorry I can't tell you this morning after how it went, but I'll tell follow you. Micah, follow Micah on Instagram. That's right. My, Ace will be in a stroller. Yeah. yeah, he's got his. Have you seen his cool stroller? No. He, I, cool I we, this is, I need to share this online. I need to do a, a thing about it on Instagram because he's, he's seven years old. I don't like sticking him in like a baby stroller. And I found this thing that is like a scooter. It's, he sits and he holds on to the front and he, it's got a seat for him and you push it, but he's, he's more like riding and, has his, has handlebars on it and he likes to push with his foot too so he feels like he's got a little more control and it's smooth and easy and fun does it so, still have all the baskets like strollers have that's no, my favorite that's thing the, about that's strollers the real dilemma but he carries a backpack now so i've told him if we're going to take this thing you got to wear your stuff on your back so he does okay he wears it on his back for the most part okay we still push a stroller around but mostly it's because it's where all our stuff goes yeah. Water cups. And I mean, like at Disneyland, we Fair bring enough. a stroller still. Yeah. And Augie's way too big for it. It's like a Bob jogger. Yeah. yeah. Let's do it. Shall Let's we? Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. Okay. So I wrote an article called what if people with Down syndrome can't, what if my kid with Down syndrome can't? So here's what happened, friends. Let me paint a little scene here and then we can talk a little bit more about this. I, I want to hear your thoughts and we'll work it all out. We'll figure everything <laughs> out today. Okay. Stay tuned, listener. In the next 30 minutes, your life's going to just change Ooh. forever and for the better. I We got an email in our podcast and it's a listener and her child with Down syndrome is younger and under three. And she said, this line, she said, I just feel kind of lied to when people say that people with Down syndrome can get married and go to college, et cetera. So she was talking about having a moment during physical therapy, feeling really frustrated at her child's lack of development in comparison to, right? That comparison yeah. word we know yeah. is going to take away all, all of our joy in comparison to other kids with Down syndrome and how we prior to her son being born or when her son was a little baby, she felt as though the Down syndrome community is telling her a narrative in which her child is going to get married and go to college and drive a car and do all these things. And now watching her child's development compared to other kids with Down syndrome who are developing faster or doing more what kids at typical age are doing that her kid's not, she's feeling as though 
this is what I gathered from the email. She's feeling as though a kid like hers, who's not developing this young, most likely won't grow up to be that person with Down syndrome who does all these things. Mm -hmm. And she feels like the community's lied to her. And that like, oh, that hit a nerve with me because I have felt frustrated at the way that the Down syndrome community at large has shown up in the public space, really through avenues of social media. So Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, I don't know, other places, Facebook, Instagram. And the narrative that our community, our Down syndrome community, the narrative that we decide to share is the one to be shared and then is embraced then by the general public, which is if your child with Down syndrome can fill in the blank, do all these things, which is if your child with Down syndrome can do those things, they're more like their peers without Down syndrome. So the more your child with Down syndrome is like someone without Down syndrome, they will be embraced, accepted, and loved and celebrated. I see this happening. And I feel like this mom is what she was like, well, wait a second. What if my kid isn't this thing, you know, and how disappointing that is. And then Mm -hmm. I thought, well, bleep, well, dang it, friends in the Down syndrome community. We have to change the way that we share. We have to do better here. So that's kind of the jumping off point of why I wanted to talk about this. And especially like wrapping up Down Syndrome Awareness Month, what kind of awareness are we actually bringing to Down Syndrome if the things that we're sharing are all these amazing things people with Down Syndrome can do and are doing that a lot of us um, in the community feel alienated because our kid's not doing that. And then we feel bad about our kid. Mm-hmm. Um, the amount of moms who I've spoken to, and it's usually moms who just in the last 30 days during downstream awareness month reached out to me from this article or from other things I shared this month that said, um, how some of them have even like got, they usually are off social media during the month of March or mm-hmm. October, October, because the way that downstream awareness is shared as our community shares, it makes them feel so terrible about their kid. Oh, it's so hard. Mm-hmm. So I, hard. I'm just thinking of something I saw yesterday. That was this amazing video of a little three-year-old girl with Down syndrome who was scooting a stool across the kitchen and pulled it up in front of the Keurig coffee pot and started making her mother a coffee. <laughs> so cute. <laughs> it was cute. It's really Never cute. once in Ace's life has he like you know we're still working on helping him turn and come to the stool to wash his hands Mm -hmm. and that is a hard job that we're Mm. doing where we're not just grabbing his body and moving him towards the stool Mm -hmm. it's saying ace you need to come to the stool and then waiting and saying ace you need to come to the stool and then waiting and then (laughs) counting to three and then Mm -hmm. saying i'm gonna grab your body and help you walk (laughs) over to the stool yes and this is to wash his hands he is not Mm -hmm. making me coffee (laughs) not (laughs) making me coffee now that little girl is adorable and i think it's amazing but that is not where he's seven years old and she's three and there are moments when i can see stuff like that and just be crushed and because mm. I want him to do, I want him to like, want, I want him to pull a stool to the counter with a purpose and, and be able to tell me what that purpose is. Mm-hmm. Mm. And, 
I, you know, we're, we're not there yet. We're working on his chore on Saturday mornings of putting the silverware into the drawer mm-hmm. and, and that's okay. But I think it's really important that we say those things out loud because there are kids who are three who are doing really cute, wonderful things, Totally. but not every kid with Down syndrome is doing that. And someday Ace can make a Keurig coffee, but he's not there yet. And that's okay. Yeah. I, and I want to push back there a little bit, not specifically on this Keurig thing, but <laughs> in general, what, uh, cause like, I I'm all about a growth mindset that not yet, they're yes. not yet, they're not yet. This is important. And what if he never can, you know, like right. this is the whole right. thing is right. Mason's not reading chapter books yet. Not yet. Not yet. What if Mason never reads a chapter book, right. you know, like does, so what, like, what if, what if our kid can't, what if the not yet actually doesn't apply to them? They literally can't. And, and how do we get to a place in our souls as parents and as a community and the world at large where we're like, and that's fine. Right. And this is, and they are good and worthy of his place in this world and worthy to be celebrated and worthy to be highlighted as they are. I don't know. I don't know, friends. I kind of want to not, I, okay. I do. I kind of want to push back on that listener who wrote in a little bit Mm -hmm. and maybe I can now and that Sunny's nine and I didn't really, we had Instagram, but not anybody's really posting is if you're, I feel like three is still so little that to feel lied to about such future things feels a little like you're setting yourself up for failure. Like what can you as a mama also do to not go that far, you know, and like, it's okay to mourn different things, but I feel like that strong language also that the Down syndrome community has lied to you about your child can't like to, I just felt like that was strong language. Mm-hmm. And when your child is three, I mm-hmm. think you just have to also a little self-responsibility. And I hope that it comes with love and grace that I'm saying this of, okay, whoa, I need to protect my heart and my mind. So I am being the best for my kiddo and not comparing and not already considering my kiddo not the same because you thinking at three, they're not going to do these things. I help me make my words softer. Cause I just also feel like, yikes, we, as moms, since we have all this sometimes time, or we have this ability to look through Instagram, we need to check ourselves and actually yeah. put filters on ourselves. Yeah. Cause yeah. you can create a narrative. That's not true. Yeah. Yes. This mom and I, she's, I'm, I hope she's listening and that it's helpful by the end of all this. I felt it was like visceral, the, that space in her life of like your child is a toddler. Those first few years, it is all consuming. It is therapy, therapy, therapy. It's you're watching what this kid is walking and my kid's not walking. And it is just mm-hmm. heavy, you know, mm-hmm. like it is like, I felt it in mm-hmm. the way she said that. Yeah. And yeah, it's not going to be like that forever. And yeah. And I just I want think, her to protect herself yes, totally. and her mindset. That's what I'm saying. Cause that's yeah. what I feel. Yeah. yeah. And we remember that our, our kids with Down syndrome are lifelong learners and yes. you can be learning. Things we all are. Yeah. When, 
like there's just there's no limit to you can be someone who doesn't learn to read until they're 15 or you could be like it could be that Macy picks up a chapter book when she's 22 and is like hey I like this I can do this Mm -hmm. and so it's about changing our mindset as moms Mm -hmm. as parents of what it means to well I mean it's the same thing with as what we do with good news every week we're celebrating the small things because things are coming in a smaller, slower pace mm-hmm. and we can celebrate this, the slowness of it, the goodness yeah. of that slow pace. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel, you know, I'm 14 years into this with Mason and in those first three to five years, I was missing the invitation that who Macy is as a person with down syndrome. I, th- I feel like what she is for me has been an invitation to undoing in me so many harmful ways of thinking and being in the world Mm. that are who, what you can do is what gives you value and worth. And, and that narrative, I think it is so loud in our down syndrome community. Mm -hmm. And it feels ironic to me because I think our loved ones with down syndrome are an invitation into undoing that very narrative. Mm-hmm. And instead we're just perpetuating it over and, and over. I'm going to read this one thing from the article I wrote. It, I said, cause I feel like it sums it up a little bit of what I was trying to really get at. There are so many tasks society is tied to our value and worth that Mason can't do, but what she can do is show up in this world unapologetic, unapologetically as herself, as a person with down syndrome, she can see your value and worth and embrace and love you exactly as you are. Her life is an invitation to question the harmful ideology of this do more, be more made for more hustle culture was, which has us constantly tripping over comparison, feeling miserable about ourselves and cynical about each other. In other words, she is doing so much good for the health of our collective humanity by being nothing more than a kid with down syndrome. Mm. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I think of all the moms, mm. all the parents, I think about the people with Down syndrome, but like I think about the parents who in early on, you're given a diagnosis and it is like, it's okay though, because, but mm. they will, but they will, but they will. It's like, don't worry about the Down syndrome because guess what? They can mm-hmm. still do these things. And, and they, and people with Down syndrome can but all of a sudden your child has value and worth again, not because they have down syndrome, but because look at everything they can do. That's not that people without down syndrome do Does that. I don't right. I feel like, does that yep. make sense? Okay. Mm-hmm. Makes total and I, sense. And I think it's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking for our kids. Like how traumatizing for people with down syndrome to, to live in a world, be in, entered into this world where who you are is not enough at all. Your life is only enough if you, because you can do A, B, C, and D. And that's everything. Like I want someone out there who does study on trauma to do a study on people with down syndrome and mm-hmm. trauma. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, because like, they, yeah. their goodness in, in that system is based on how do I, how are you overcoming the fact that you have down syndrome exactly and becoming more like right. everybody else yeah. and we'll celebrate you only for those things. Yep. And let me show you this news article and this viral video and this organization and all these things to celebrate down syndrome, but we're not celebrating down syndrome. We're celebrating the thing that 
people with Down syndrome can do that people without Down syndrome are doing. Yes. I know. Right? And it, and I sound like such an a-hole about it. I really, because I also am like, yes, and all, all this is good, but we're, we've missed it somewhere. I don't know where we've missed it. I don't know how to fix it, but we've missed like the opportunity to step into the invitation of, oh, who you are as you are is good, which is same for me and for all of us, right? Like if I can say it about my kid, then I can say it about me. I can Mm -hmm. say it about you. I can say it about him. You know, it's transfer. It's transformed my whole life. Mm. Because you are not what you produce. You're Mm -hmm. not what you're capable of like all the, the, the long list of things that you can do, Heather, mm-hmm. is not what gives you value right? because you're worthy because of your, your core. You're worthy because you are Heather and Heather is not based on the things that Heather does. And yeah, but I feel like it, like without Mason, <laughs> yeah. I would, yeah. I, I still, even with Mason in August fall into that trap. Constantly. I was going to yeah. say kind of along that same lines where I think you're going is, okay, so what do we do now? Right. Cause we all, all three of us say, I'll just speak where we could speak for ourselves. All three of us have Instagram accounts. Mm-hmm. We have this podcast. We have kiddos to use, like they reshow their lives. Right. Mm-hmm. Macy and, um, Augie get to do different opportunities that Ace and Sunny don't get to do. Mm-hmm. Same with Sunny, then same with Ace. And we show those off and they're big opportunities. Mm-hmm. What do we do? Because we do both. We show off the little stuff that we do and then we show off the big things that they do that necessarily others can't do. What I guess how do we not fall into a trap that others see and then compare themselves when I don't know, August reading lines, doing a script is a big deal. Is Sunny going to possibly do that? Maybe not. Right. You know, she's great at basketball. Is Augie going to necessarily do that? Maybe not, but I'm not going to not show that off. And then I also, do you know what I'm saying? Like you, it's yeah, such a weird yeah, totally. thing because I don't, I don't know. I guess I can't control people's viewer narrative and I'm going to still highlight all the rad stuff Sunny's doing with the intention of just showing her interests and something she's working hard towards. Do you know what I'm saying? And that it's yeah. a big deal. And maybe then other People are like, Ooh, what a fun point of relatability mm-hmm. that I didn't think about when it comes to a person with down syndrome. I don't know. Yeah. Do you, you show think- the picture off? And then also then with a caveat list, all the things they're not doing, <laughs> like, you know, right. just to balance it list. out. Yeah. <laughs> don't you think so much of it is like our hearts as those who are sharing? Yeah. Do you think it's our, all our hearts and our, our viewers, our hearts yeah. as showing offers and as viewers? Yeah. 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 And yeah. I mean, if we're, it's the same thing we were saying earlier. If we, if we see our own value, our own personal value as being based around what we do and what we're capable of and what we accomplish, then 
we haven't been transformed to see the value of our our kids yeah because we should be seeing everyone as not they're they're no one's worth is based on what they do and what they accomplish mm -hmm. and right. how particularly yeah. you know capable they are yeah uh, yeah and i think that is like that's where i don't i don't know what the next step is i know for me i i really try for a lot of my for the foundation of what i communicate as a, the person i am in this space is like who you are as you are is enough and you don't have to be in more more and do more to have a space in this community and yeah and then it's like look when mason when the kids do something exciting like when august does an audition and does his lines it's like this is amazing and when mason writes mom as a 14 year old pretty still pretty illegible we're celebrating that you know so it's like yeah, yeah we're going to celebrate the things our kids are doing i just it where where is it coming from in our hearts, right? Like what you're just saying, Micah, as individuals, but then mm -hmm. I think as a community as a whole, where is the accountability for sharing the whole story, mm -hmm. right? Like where are we, where are we saying all people with Down syndrome are good because they have Down syndrome, like the Down syndrome piece we want, we want to hold on to, but we're so prone to highlighting just the exceptionalism within it. And what makes it real tricky is this is also the human way. This is what we yeah. do, yes. right? Yeah. Like mm -hmm. we celebrate the exceptionalism within any group. This is how, what we know how to do. Mm -hmm. And again, for me, it goes back to, but Mason is my invitation in August to undoing that in me. And it's been so freeing and healing. And mm -hmm. we have this invitation as a community to undo that that mm -hmm. harmful way of being, I, I believe it's a harmful way of being yeah. not everybody does, but we're, but instead of stepping into that invitation, we're stepping into the harmful ways. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and I'm as all like the sharing again, cause I don't know where the line is. It's, I it's blurry, right? It's gray and it's blurry. And I'm sharing things my kids are doing, yep. you know, and, and yeah. We're still know. sharing our good news as we totally. should. <laughs> yes. And sharing I, the rad things like Ruby's Rainbow is a great organization. I love what they're doing, you know? Yeah. And, right. and I don't, again, I, like all the not yet and the lifelong learners and all that at 14, knowing the people who are going into college, what they were doing mm -hmm. at 14, I don't know that Mason's going to do that. You know, mm -hmm. like, I don't know that that college is an option for her. And, and that's fine, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's not who, that's not the thing that I, that my love for her hinges on, mm -hmm. right. Or my acceptance and celebration of her hinges on. But mm -hmm. I think a lot of people in our community, it does. That's what I guess I'm, I'm not putting, I guess that's what I'm getting at. Or maybe I've had too much coffee and I'm spicy, but I feel like I, I'm not trying to say fault, but I feel like just say it, do it. <laughs> that way of thinking is, is just hard because I'm placing fault back on the person who's thinking that way, that there's something that's still hurt. You're still processing hurt and pain. And like you're saying the undoing, um, cause I think of all my kiddos, right. If Rhodes is going to be like, Hey, 
Hey, you know, that's not fair. So-and-so and you're highlighting so-and-so like, you know, one of his other siblings, I'm going to be like, Hey, there's moments where it's your turn. Do you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I just yes. feel like you're right. It's the human way. I don't think there's an answer to it. And I just feel like it's that constant reflection back to my heart and back to my frame of thinking, because mm-hmm. there's no way I'm going to post again, a cool thing that happens for sunflower and then all the things, but okay, but let me water that down with what she can't do. It's right. just not gonna, it's not gonna be well, that way. It's not fair to sunflower mm-hmm. for you. And it's yeah. not it. fair to sunflower or for the triathlon, you know, Nick, um, or Chris Nickick to not share that rad story. You know right. what I mean? Like, cause that's like months. That's like his life passion. So I, it just, it's tricky. We have to like, we're as parents, gosh, another thing to work on is yeah. always our frame of thinking, our own hearts. Cause we mm-hmm. can't control what we're mm-hmm. going to see and how other people are going to share. I don't right. know. That's right. That's right. I don't know. We have this article here that mm-hmm. we're going to share on our show notes, and it's called Downism When You're Not Even Good Enough for Your Own Community or The Dark Side of Positive Representation. Mm-hmm. And this article goes into, um, there's a lot of different things it talks about, even about person first versus condition second language. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, here's a quote from the article, and they're calling, this, they're calling it Downism. Downism within the community, however, could be a direct consequence of downism from the mainstream world, leaving parents with the with one big goalpost to raise awareness for our children to look and behave as mainstream as possible to hopefully give them a fighting chance in this life in a desperate bid to try and curb the ever rising termination rates upon a diagnosis with Down syndrome. And in that process, reluctantly leaving trailing behind those who don't look and act the part as collateral damage, allowing them through the back door every now and then in a fit of tokenism, but mostly leaving them fending for themselves and thus allowing the stereotypes to perpetuate. Yeah. Woof. I know. Yeah, this this woman who wrote this article, um, she has a 21-year-old daughter who they live in England and Great Britain, and her daughter is assigned as a model. So this mom also wrote an article called My Mistake, My Bad, and her daughter is in her 20s and is a person with Down syndrome who models and is like a face in the Down syndrome space in England, especially. And she starts it out by saying, when I first started to advocate for people like my daughter, I made a very big mistake. And mm-hmm. then she goes on to talk about how she connected her daughter's worthiness to her ability and like advocated from that that lens. She says, I have learned that it's imperative when raising awareness to stop focusing on ability and use the lens of love instead mm-hmm. so that our children can be on the same footing within our own community. But also because while we can't guarantee expected parents that their baby will become a very able and independent individual, they can hopefully see through this type of advocacy that we love our child regardless. Mm-hmm. No more insidious ableism, no more loopholes. 
I've mm-hmm. learned that when we know better, we do better. Yeah. So what does she share now? Does she, I have to follow her. What mm-hmm. does she do now as a means to change that? Well, she writes about, I mean, she writes about it and she's just, the yeah, it's like, yeah. like she had that aha moment, right? Like right. she had that shift in her thinking of, wait a second, even though I named this article, um, totally. you know, like my mistake, my bad for mm-hmm. how many, her age 21, for how many years was it like, she is good because she can do all these things. She can do all these things and all these things that are more like people without down syndrome where it's like, okay, how do we make that shift as a community, as a whole community right. and say, oh, your kid with down syndrome can do so much. Yes. And the way that we're going to bring awareness to who your child with down it, down syndrome is, is like that lens of love that she talks about. Like your kid yeah. with down syndrome, you're going to love him or her so much as they are. You know, like mm-hmm. there, there's going to be so much love around who, who they are as they are and advocate in that regard. Instead of your kid with down syndrome, you're going to love because, and then fill in the blank because of the ways they won't be like a person with down syndrome. Um, it's like a, hmm. I don't know. Yeah. It's a, it is, it's a mind shift. Yes. A mind shift. Definitely. And it's also like a, an invitation for our community. You know, I think we can like wax all day on how, how messed up our society is and our yes. culture is <laughs> yeah. based on how we view the value of people. Mm-hmm. And it is all day, every day, the value, your value is how you look, your pow- value is in your power, your value is in your wealth, your value is in your abilities. Mm-hmm. And, and the gift that we, cause I think we can think about these things and we can get really sad and we can be like, how can we ever overcome this? That our kids were born into this world that says everybody's value is based on what you can do or, or how beautiful you are or you know, how much you get to control of the money in this world system. Mm-hmm. And instead we can say, we are the ones who get to change it because we, our kids are the, are the change makers and we're honored to get to raise them. Mm-hmm. And it's people like our kids who can help wake up our culture and our society to what is broken about the mm-hmm. system. Yeah. I love that mind shift and our kids changing society i love that i think too remembering because it kind of goes hand in hand a little bit or falls into that same category to micah with that dual diagnosis part Mm -hmm. you know of Mm -hmm. if your child has down syndrome and something else going on and still within our community then feeling like, okay, then my kiddo isn't quite down syndrome, doesn't Mm -hmm. fit within this community. It's there's still, even within our community needs to be a lot of healing and a hundred percent mind shifting. And I don't know. Yeah. Constant reminder of that. It's good though. We got to check ourselves. Yeah. I mean, I, I think Micah, you probably hear it more from parents who have a child with a dual diagnosis, but um, the amount of times that I've heard from parents whose kids have a dual diagnosis or something else is happening, how alienated they feel in the Down syndrome community. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah. ah, you guys, wait a second. Again, there's been this invitation that our kids are. We just, we have to accept it. Invitations have to be accepted. They're, mm-hmm. they're there waiting to be accepted and it's a choice and it, 
you have to step towards that. And I, I realized for myself, like living in an ableist society, as soon as you have a child with a disability, it's not all erased. You're not like, Oh, now I get it. You know, like same with any of the isms, like racism. I'm a white woman with a black kid. It's not like all of a sudden I'm not racist anymore. You know, it's like, no, you have to do work and be aware and that undoing. Mm -hmm. And I think that a lot of people in our community, people are going to like hate me after this. I think a lot of people in our community are jumping into advocacy and they haven't undone ableism in their lives. And so now we're like an ableist Mm -hmm. group. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh or we're perpetuating it within our own minority group. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. Yes. It's not just, it's not just look at Chris Nickick, look at this man with Down syndrome who did this amazing thing. It's not just that it's like, and so can your kid. It's like, Whoa. And your kid will do this too, or could possibly do this. And then you're like, Oh, I have relief now to know that my kid will be more like this other person doing this amazing thing. Ah, like I, now I feel better about who my kid is because of what they would be able to do. No, 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 no. It's not about the doing. It's not about what they can do. It's about who they are Mm -hmm. in their essence, that intrinsic value and worth because there's a heart beating in their chest and lung breath in their lungs. Mm -hmm. It's hard. I mean, I even like Merce, I watched the video you posted of, of Sunny doing monkey bars and she just slaying it. She's like slaying those monkey bars. And that's Mm -hmm. amazing. And I, and my, in my instinct, my go-to re- reaction, even in all the undoing that I've tried to do, I'm like my awareness is like <gasps> jealousy, you know, mm-hmm. or that comparison, like, yep. but, of co- but that's not like, that's on me. That's not on you. That's mm-hmm. on me, which is what you were talking about, right? Like you yeah. can't be responsible for the thing in me that still gets like oh, about it, yeah, you know? And, and I'm grateful that I have that awareness to be able to take that step back and realize like, Heather, you're that feeling is unmerited, go back to the core, right? Mm-hmm. Like what you know to be true, that this is awesome that Sunny can do that. And it doesn't matter a bit if Mason and August never do, right? Like mm-hmm. the, it doesn't take away or add to Sunny's value that mm-hmm. she can do monkey bars or take away or add to my kids' value that they can't, you know? So it is that, that's my responsibility to, to do that work. I think that's what, thank you. This is why you guys are the authors. That's what I was trying to say. (laughs) That it's ultimately our own responsibilities, but I get also ableism. I do. I get what the, what the big narrative is of saying we do celebritize people. Yeah. And I don't, that's a really big one. I don't know. Cause jealousy always also exists. And there's always going to be someone who gets to carry the torch farther and be noted for it. Yeah. And so it's our, it's our own work. Like, I don't know, you know, that's a hard one. Yeah. It's good. It's good. I think it's an ongoing conversation. I know it is for me. It's like an ongoing thinking about, I was going to say like meditating on or just being aware of and adjusting and shifting and learning and growing in my own self as my kids grow. And yeah, they can, they can and will do rad things. And there's a lot they're not going to be able to do, mm-hmm. you know, because they have Down syndrome and neither of the doing or the not doing adds or takes away 
from their yeah. value and worth as a human. And I just feel like I want us as a community, as like a whole downtown community to have a moment of like, aha, yes. And then maybe that does shift the way that we present down syndrome to the culture. Mm-hmm. Cause everybody outside the community is following is watching and following that narrative of people with down syndrome. We will celebrate the ones who are most like people without down syndrome. Mm. And I don't think any of us really want that in our mm-hmm. deepest heart of hearts, but there's gotta be awareness brought to it. Mm-hmm. That's right. So, so good news. I, I think we figured it out. We figured it out. <laughs> the bow. <laughs> will okay. you remind me what that was? <laughs> what did we figure out? <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, I wow. really want to hear our listeners feedback. I want all the listener feedback. Yes. Cause I know I have blinders in this too. Like I mm-hmm. need things brought to my attention here in the ways that I'm processing and thinking. So um, I think as soon as you've arrived and thought I'm right, everyone else is wrong. Then there's a problem. That's right. Okay. That's it. This is the bow. This is the awkward transition. We're going to head out <laughs> to some good news. All right. And we're going to be right back. (laughs) Growing up with a younger sister with Down syndrome, Philip Clark spent his childhood watching his parents struggle to plan for Sarah's future. Not only was his family's planning journey overwhelming and confusing, Philip was frustrated by the traditional planning industry's cookie-cutter approach that told families all they needed to do was establish a special needs trust and buy a life insurance policy to fund it when they die. Is that type of planning enough to give you a true sense of security today and complete peace of mind regarding your child's future? Well, Philip didn't think so. That's why he founded Enable Special Needs Planning. Families that partner with Enable begin their journey by defining what a successful planning experience should look like for the entire family with a focus on their loved ones with special needs. What does a great life look like today and in the future for your child and your entire family? Then Enable's team of expert special needs consultants come alongside each family and guide them step by step, eliminating the guesswork from the planning process. With a nationwide network of certified financial planners and estate planning attorneys, Enable guides families to the best financial and legal strategies for their unique goals and helps them implement everything easily and efficiently. The Enable team also helps families document all essential details of their child's life and communicate their plan to family and future care team members who need to understand the family's vision of success. At Enable, developing a plan to protect your child's future in case something happens to you is just the foundation. Their true passion is to help your family clarify your vision of success and implement strategies that will benefit you for years to come, allowing your child to truly thrive. If you want to know more about planning experience, check out EnableSNP.com. That's EnableSNP as in special needs planning. Dot com. Time for good news, time for good news. Everybody, welcome to the good news. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Micah, give us a good one, like a real okay. cheery one. 
Okay, once upon a time there was a kid who had something in his lid. I don't, I don't know what's in the lid. It, in a lid? That, yeah, there was a lid. Okay. And in that time there was something to say And what we said was hip hip hooray Good <gasps> news Good news Good news Good news Today Today's good news That was our best one yet Hands yeah. <laughs> <I'm> down. <laughs> like yeah, back down. Singing. There was some moments oh where I gosh. didn't know where we'd go. <laughs> we just went. We just went. Um, I finished sharing some good news about August. August was homesick with the cold, and he was gone for four days, and then he went back to school. And um, it was on a Thursday, and I volunteer every Thursday morning, so I walked with him to where his class was. And I'm like, buddy, when your friends like come up to you and say like, August, you're back, you're back. Or if they do that and they want to give you a hug, like you can say hi and like give him a hug. And he was like, got this smile on his face, like realizing like, oh, maybe I was missed. And then all the little girlies in his class, always the girls were like, August is back. And ran and gave him a hug and his face was just elated. And my heart was just exploding because it's like, <laughs> what do you want more than for people to miss you and then love you when you're back, you know? Yes. So it was very very sweet. The little, his little class is good and his little community of friends that he's building. Um, I'm so grateful for. That's awesome. I love that. that. Okay. Just right. Jaden says Jaden had open heart surgery about seven weeks ago and is doing wonderfully. We weren't sure what to expect during recovery but he blew us all away when he was five weeks out from surgery and took his first unassisted steps. Mm-hmm. It's huge. Mm-hmm. We are so proud of him and his determination. We never would have guessed he'd start walking so soon after major surgery, but it's been a good reminder to never put limits on your kids. They will do amazing things. You guys, after that heart is healed, man, and what your kid does physically afterwards, it is just this little miracle. Like, whoa, oh my it's incredible. Like so it's incredible. much more energy. When yes. that blood is flowing through your body. Right. Imagine. You <laughs> imagine when, when your heart fully works. fully <laughs> working correctly in your heart. It's a metaphor for everything. It really everything. is. Everything. I love it. Um, thank you for sharing that good news. Just right, Jaden. And the listeners, if you have good news you want to share with us, we really want to hear it. You can head to the lucky few pod on Instagram, leave us a direct message or write something in the comments for one of our posts and, um, on Instagram friends, head over there, lucky few pod, because I want to hear, we want to hear your thoughts on this conversation. We can keep it going. So head over that way. And then we're going to wrap up this episode, Josh Davis. Thank you for editing and Val Schleter for producing it. And if you liked this episode, share it with your family and friends. Don't forget to subscribe. And also check us out on luckyfewpodcast.com for some notes and all the things we talked about today. And be sure to follow us on social media at the lucky few pod. And hey, listener, you are slaying it. We love you. We're cheering you on. And we can't wait. Can't. To be be together. (laughs) Wait. Again. (laughs) So soon. Wait. <laughs> we love you guys. We love you just as you are. Yes. Right. 
Bye. Bye. Bye.